Hey girls and gays! Girls and gays! Imagine. Welcome back to another episode of I Said What I Said, where we close the gap between where we are and who we are. Ooh. Where we, we close, close the gap between who we are and who we want to be. And where we are and where we want to be. I'm your host, Mukundwa. I am your co-host with the most, Nyakwezi. And this week we have an illustrious guest joining us today. The indomitable. 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 The rambunctious. The rapacious. <laughs> the unforgettable. <laughs> <laughs> Bonolo is an award-winning entrepreneur hailing from Botswana. Mm-hmm. The country of diamonds and cows. And she makes a sustainable, fully end-to-end sustainable product um, that she'll tell us more about on the podcast. But today we have her because we're talking about freelancing entrepreneurship. Uh, we're talking about oh, freelancing wow, wow. <laughs> entrepreneurship, work, money, pacing. Because we did a poll um, on Instagram and 90% of you said that you had anxiety about career and money. And then we asked what exactly is making you nervous and anxious. And it's also relatable. And I think the thing about, well, freelancing, being employed, money generally, the pursuit of money, is that it can feel really isolating when oddly we all have to engage. So why do we feel alone? Why do we feel like our issues are unique? And so we just want to chat about some of the ups and downs of work and how we're kind of weathering them and how we're not. And that's why we have Bonola today. So um, I think it would be good to talk about, just briefly kind of introduce what we all do for work so, so as to give context. Right. So I am... Um, I stu- Sugar baby. Well, that too. No, that didn't work. That was that was a crash and land. That Was that a land? <laughs> is that your other name? Sugar baby. No, a sugar baby is um, <laughs> like sex work adjacent. It's where you have what are they called it's the sugar daddy or the sugar parents yes partner. you have sponsors oh yeah. you have right sponsors. you're the beneficiary the yeah lifestyle. the before uh, instagram the sponsored lifestyle outside of instagram which it. is so much work in itself it is. <laughs> and when you yeah. add up the money that you get from that and oh. divide it a- across an hourly wage you're like especially since it's not money it's things that you can never sell like right like steak no not not all the time yeah you took that's a low that's a low end <laughs> Meals is where it starts. Sorry, I'm talking about my experience. I know. I was out quickly. Dead. So I studied film um, and now I'm doing voiceovers. I'm also trying to start up a whole bunch of digital businesses to support and um, advertise my voiceovers, but also to diversify my income. And that's going meh. I make some money sometimes. I don't other times. And I have support from my parents financially as my businesses are growing. I should add, so I've been doing voiceovers for nine months and I'm also doing personal branding my ideal is to be I want to be a pundit I want to be someone who's called upon to give their opinions I want to be paid to think and talk is that what a pundit is pundit Uh, Um, somebody who has um, quips and interesting takes on things right Um, like Kelechi like the people who are called on to you know radio shows TV shows who are social commentators there you go so that's what I'm working towards as well and I've been doing that for nine months that's Especially awesome. around debates as well. So you get a lot of pundits on, you know, whether it's elections coming up, people sharing their opinions, their thoughts and what ah. have you not. So, yeah. Okay. Should fall in there very nicely. What I do is I'm a full-time voiceover artist. I am the pioneer of... No, I'm kidding. No, uh, own it. Well, own, it. Not, own it. I'm not a, well, I'm not a pioneer. This make has been done work. before. You've, you've put it out there. I put it so, out there. So make it work. Of online voiceover artists making a killing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I now, maybe just recently in the last, I don't know, year and a half, fully support myself on the work I do predominantly online. Um, and I do some work locally. Uh, and what I'm trying to do now is to grow that significantly so that I can do as little as possible for as much as possible. And then take that money and invest it wisely so that I can retire very, very soon. And how many years have you been doing voiceover? This is my... Why are you whispering like your bed, your bedroom? <laughs> why are you seducing me? Stop it. This is my fourth year of doing voiceovers. Has it been four years already? It's going to be four years at the end of this year. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And this is like untrained. And like I was just... Dra- and we'll talk I'm about it. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about how I dragged her into this world, actually. We'll talk about it. Yo, <laughs> she dragged me. 
And who are you? And I am Bunola Monte. Um, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Firstly, I'm very excited to be here because I think you women are amazing. Oh, I Let's think you know. know what you think. Oh my goodness. No, like you guys just, you're phenomenal and I feel very blessed to be here with you. So FYI. Um, and like I said, I'm Bonolo. I am the co-founder of Maungo Craft. Maungo Craft. Maungo Craft. <laughs> One of the co-founders. And um, we make award-winning. Yes, ladies, you heard that. Did, did you say... Award-winning. <laughs> and so this is not one award. It's like 11 awards, actually. Wow. Locally and internationally. Wow. I really thought it was four. I didn't know. We were cracking <laughs> See, double digits. These friends are not I keeping apologize. up to date with I what's apologize. happening. But anyway, we make a, a preserve. So that's your jams and your marmalades and your chutneys. We use indigenous fruits of my country in Botswana. Then we pair them with contemporary flavors to give unique flavor profiles. Is this the first time you've ever said this? No. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> Rolled off the tongue. <laughs> Does it sound good? It did. Can you like give it? an example of this unique So, pairing? for example, we use a fruit called the Murula fruit, which is indigenous to Southern Africa. Uh, and we would have a preserver jam. Uh, and also our jams are low in sugar. So it's like Murula, banana and coconut shavings. Or uh, smoked murula chilies and ginger, and there's one named after Nyakwezi. Oh my gosh! <laughs> she was waiting for that. I was not. No. <laughs> and it is oranges. You know, we've got oranges, licorice, ginger, mozzarella. It's a wild indigenous fruit from my country Ooh. and basil. So it's a marmalade. So that's what we do. And how long have you been doing this for? We started in 2017. So this is almost, almost, almost three years. Yeah. Almost three years of doing this. And um, yeah, yeah, it's it's an exciting journey. It's crazy. It's mm. hard. Mm. Um, but it, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about it. Okay. So um, let's just read out some of the responses you guys had as to what, what are your biggest concerns in terms of Korean money? So just rapid fire, we got... So many, maybe a few over a hundred. Underpaid and overworked, worried about burnout. Um, I don't have the courage to fully pursue what I want. Um, I got a dream job, but I had to move to an expensive city and so it cancels out. Ooh. My paycheck only just covers my expenses because I live in mm. Australia. Hiring managers don't understand the value of creatives. Mm. Freelancing mm. sometimes feels like a kick in the gut, but when it's good, it's so good. Mm. Um, That's true. I can't, I can't really don't care about money or career and I'm trying to figure out how to survive without them. Mm-hmm. Getting clients is really tricky. I won't be able to make money with the job I love. I never feel like I have enough money. I don't have a career or money because I'm a jack of all traits. And so I'm a master of none. Mm-hmm. I'm good at a bit of everything. And so nothing. I hikey feel that's like the new age thing. We are going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I just got promoted and have no idea what my next move is. So there's so many, there are hundreds. Right. Um, and that's just an example of, of what we're all struggling with. Let's start with this idea of being a jack of all traits, a master of none, mm. because a few friends messaged me talking about, you know, I feel like I'm not excellent at anything. Mm. I'm really good at a lot of things. And because of that, um, I'm concerned about like the my future, my financial future, because I don't excel at any one thing. Mm. So let's discuss that let's discuss can you be successful if you don't have or rather what does your financial landscape look like if you're not excellent at any one thing is that viable like can we exist being good at a few things rather than Mm. excellent at one how does that look as well so how has that shown up in your lives do you relate to this should i be a good host and let you go first b okay thank you um i think it depends on lovely point so what i think Okay. And I'm going to catch my flight. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. I think um, somebody once said that the, 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 the greatest value of being alive right now is that we have so many options and you can become anything you want to be. But that's also one of the greatest curses because we have so many options available to us. Mm, yeah. So then making a decision becomes a lot harder because you're saying, oh, but I can do that and I can do that and I can do that and I can do that. Mm. And I think if you... I think you have to be known for something, possibly like find your ground on something, mm-hmm. find your grounding somewhere and then allow in other experiences. But I think if you're trying to do them all at the same time, I don't think you'll grow as fast as you want to grow. So for me, it's a case of focus 
get good at that one thing and then add on as you go along, I think. Mm-hmm. I think is this something you, you've been experiencing, are experiencing, have experienced? Um, yes, um, experiencing it. I mean, you know, running a small business is very, very hard. Mm. You know, um, freelancing, it's, it's a very hard thing. And it's very easy um, for you to come across other things that you're, you're... So you're going down this road and you go, oh, hang on, wait, maybe if I did that or if I mm. added that product or if I did this. So we as a company, we have so many product ideas that could make us money, but we've, we've had to say... No, mm. we're not going to introduce this wow. now because we need to be known for something. Wow. And then after that, then you can look at um, increasing the product line or whatever that looks like. Mm. Um, different people have dropped um, different business opportunities our way that could have made sense. Mm. But, you know, if you don't know where you're going, you're going to end up anywhere. Exactly. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think... Uh, I think focus really does help ground you and allows you to move to the next level. I'm not saying you can't do everything. I just don't know if you'll move as fast as you want to. Yeah, I think, and I, I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. That splitting of energy comes at a cost. And mm. for me, in the earlier stages of my career, it was highly, hugely beneficial. So because I studied architecture unwillingly, um, practiced for two weeks and was like, was it two weeks? Do you use it two weeks? I don't even know. And I think even then, like I, it was a debate with my, my then boss. Like mm. I just couldn't finish the two weeks out anyway. Um, <laughs> and so, so, and I d- done it reluctantly. So it wasn't what I wanted to do in the first place, but I did it and I did well. Cause I'm amazing. You're awesome. But the point is that, um, from there I still had to make a little, so my father also looked at me with his big eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you going to eat? So I had to make a plan from there. And it was the fact that I'm a jack of all trades or can pick up things easily could turn my like random fascination with typing into secretarial jobs Mm. to start making money could turn my like um you know obsession with ooh this is how you speak so that people are impressed so that people wanted me to answer their phones Mm. that's how it it just helped me get started with something and so I met different people that were able to offer me different opportunities Mm. and then you know and then I got to where I am and even when I started freelancing I offered, I think I had like 10 or more different like offers online from proofreading, uh, creating websites, um, writing, writing, singing. I was just doing everything. Um, Photography, I was doing everything. And now, but now I've done what, what you're saying, Bonolo, Mm -hmm. is I, I, I zoned it in. I Mm, honed it in in, to what my my strengths were and Mm. what brought me the most joy and what I felt was the most bang for buck. And now all I offer is voiceovers. That's Mm. that's all I do, and and I feel that that's helped me get really good at what I do. Mm. Interesting. Well, I'd like to challenge both of you Mm. because I think I'd like to believe that everyone can do what you all were talking about but they're still and Nyak what you were discussing is taking not necessarily highly skilled in any of the one things you did but like applying yourself and seeing it forward but there's still skill within that Mm. so with Bonolo your skill is you're a people's person you're a hustler and you're consistent that is excellence it's Mm. an excellent skill Nyak you were innovative, resourceful, you had an aptitude for learning. Mm. If you don't have excellence in those areas, can people pursue the same lifestyles you both have where you're not going to get a master's, you're not going to specialize, um, and then you have a, a, a basic set of skills? Can you, Or I think what I'm saying, okay, our parents, African parents often say you need to specialize. If you specialize, you differentiate yourself. Mm. You both haven't specialized. You've got your first degrees or your first qualifications, but you've still made coin and you can still climb um, a financial ladder. Mm -hmm. I don't know that everyone can because I don't think people have the necessarily the ingredients that you all have that you haven't called excellence, but Mm -hmm. those are. So what do people do? Is it, is this a realistic path for everyone? Can everyone actually do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, like we are doing? I I don't think so. I think that nothing is ever for everyone. Mm. So I think like this person that wrote in with their query, if that is their inclination, I I would follow I would follow the strongest hunches within the gamut of things that they could do, um, and then see if it does lead them to um to focusing, and if it doesn't, if a combination of that 
can lead them to help them crystallize it into something. So it might be, you know, A, B, and C is a specialized service. That's what turnkey solutions now. Mm. It's one word that means doing everything from beginning to end. Right, Mm. right. So, and some people start with one thing from the beginning and that's all they know. Mm. So I actually just think that once I should never try to fit all, Mm. but if that is where they find themselves to work it so that it's beneficial in this system. And that, and if it's not where they find themselves, then to work that one thing so that it's beneficial. And just to add to that, I think it's also about understanding yourself a bit better. Um, understanding yourself and understanding your personality as well. So I have a friend who says she's an ideator. She's really good at you know, get coming up with amazing ideas, mm. but she's not really good at executing, mm. right? So if you know you have a certain type of skill, I'm an ideator, then why don't I partner with somebody who's an executor okay. to try and, you know, mm. bring it to fruition? Because sometimes what we do is that we are spending time we don't know our strengths and weaknesses. So we're trying to make things happen, but we're not really good in a certain space. You know, and um, this is where knowing yourself really plays a big role, like doing the free online personality tests. You know, there's ones you can pay for, but there's there are free ones as well that just help to highlight where do you sit? Are you a strategy person? Are you a relationship building person? Mm. Are you um, oh, there's different ones I've forgotten right now, but, you know, there's just different angles mm. where you can sit. Where do you sit and where do you flow? Where where do you spend time where you feel like? Time can pass and you can't even tell the difference because that's your Mm. space of flow. Ooh, Mm. about that. We've all heard that, that find something that you can kind of lose track of time doing. Is Is that actually realistic? Because I think what that does, even in flow, even in what you are doing, Bonolo, even in what Beyonce does, the element of fortunately or unfortunately like consistent hard work and pushing through pain Mm. are just needed like that's part of the formula of a certain level of success so this idea of flow I think it's in like really specific moments but I don't think that's I just don't think that's a viable that doesn't sound like a sustainable thing to pursue because not one person I mean if Oprah wasn't she would have just stayed doing the magazine or stayed doing the show but that changed that flow changed the interest changed right. I just think when we marry ourselves to one passion or one feeling we are really rigid and that's like just not how in my opinion life works do you know how do you manage that I would go back to purpose a purpose driven life what is actually driving what are you trying to achieve on this life what are you trying to get at the end of the road what are you looking for at the end of this um and i think that drives your actions the steps you take the decisions you make what you do what you don't do so you're absolutely right in flow there's a lot of hard work <laughs> so it's not like you're sitting there going oh my god i'm in flow and this is so good no 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 there's there's hard work there's tears there's there's doubt there's mm. everything along there but if you are if you know where you're going what are you trying to do for example for me the business we're trying to build is a generational business a legacy business we're looking for generational wealth. I'm not trying to start a little shop right now and then it close in like two years time or three years time. I want to be able to hire, I like to say this to people, your kids' kids, Mm. right? That's the kind of business we're trying to build. Mm. So when it gets tricky, when it gets hard, because the purpose has been defined and we know what it is, when it gets hard, we keep going. When it's delicious, we keep going. So I think flow has elements of both, but what is um, pushing you to keep going? Oh gosh, that is so powerful. Because <laughs> that's so powerful because I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about how to be honest with what you want, and then being even more honest about what it takes in terms of time and effort. Mm. So I've been personal branding for since like November. So that's nine months and I'm pressed. I'm like, why aren't things popping off? Excuse me. Why hasn't my podcast been picked up for X, Y, Z? Why don't I have more followers? Why don't I have more engagement? Why don't I have more? And I'm looking left and right at people who've been doing this for five, 10 years and being like, I want what you have. Why don't I have it? And I think so much of, our disappointment is that we aren't like realistic and honest about the time things may take. Mm. And I think because you're, when you, when you start a legacy business 
I mean, legacies is for life, right? Mm. And it's so interesting when people talk about things like building houses or planting trees that they know they won't see bloom while mm. they're alive. And like, I know I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to do all that. <laughs> but I still know that there's an element of time that I've refused to acknowledge that just because I want it doesn't mean it's necessarily possible for it to like manifest in front of me now. And I think that can be a difficult conversation with pe- with folks of us who are spiritual or believe in manifestation because realism can feel like the enemy of manifestation. When I feel like when we actually work with realism, meaning the laws of the, the actual like planet we're on now, I think we can get there the right way. And the right way might mean brick by brick, but that's like what it takes to build a house is brick by brick. Mm. Am I making sense, guys? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think you're both making sense. I think there's, I mean, to me, it's, there's a difference between um, kind of an earthly purpose. And for me, because I believe in the soul, like that higher purpose Mm. to me. Mm. So, so for me, the flow of my higher purpose has absolutely nothing to do with pain. Um, And it is the, the path of least resistance. Mm. And it's the, it's, so for me for example that like life motto i think we talked about um in a past episode where say for example if mine is 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 joy or it's freedom um the path to that isn't one of one of pain whereas if it is something as earthbound as a legacy on earth because you know once you die like that doesn't like you don't take it with you to any other realm well, maybe you do. I don't know about karma. But the point is, <laughs> like, we ain't set on your jams in heaven. But until uh, you get there. Until you get there. And, and then Jesus God is like, like <laughs> Did you bring did you bring did, did you bring the jam you're supposed to bring to get it? <laughs> you know, I I knew her about that. <laughs> there are different laws and rules that apply depending on what it is you want and where that inspiration stems from. Mm. Okay. But what earthly existence hasn't been hmm, maybe we're gonna be segueing here. Maybe. That's how Nyak exists. There's a difference between how you exist and like naturally as a truth to you and like what you choose to adopt. So I feel like Nyak, you exist in that space and that's why it probably works for you. Anyone listening who's thinking, I want to adopt Nyak's way, what I would say to you is think about an existence that doesn't have pleasure or pain. I think the, 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 for me, the balance of the universe is effort and ease. There's effort mm. in everything and mm. there's pain and pleasure. And so be mindful about how you can delude yourself by believing in that ethos if you aren't already there. Because Nyak, because you're there, it's consistent throughout. But when people adopt it, there can be some inconsistencies and they jump out and that can like really mess you up if you actually don't believe it but want to because it seems like the easier way. What? But I think it all, I, I understand what you're saying and I agree with you, but it really does all boil down to understanding what it means for you. So it mm. cannot be what it means mm. for, for X, Y, Z, what right. it means for Nyak, what it means, because you will definitely end up at McDonald's and it will not be nice. Um, You absolutely have to, to develop the language for yourself. So for me, this, I, I know that the, the language of flow, when I think of flow, I'm, I think of when I'm designing clothes and making clothes, I might stay up till 2 a.m. and my eyes are hurting. And to someone else, that's suffering. But to me, because it is such a pleasurable right, experience, right. it's not suffering. But in oh, your language, it is suffering. Right, and I'm working yeah. hard for the outcome right. of a beautiful garment. Right. For me, I am not working. I am in flow. Right. So that, Okay, la- okay. Yeah. I understand that. It's so important yeah. to define for yourself. What is flow? Mm. Because you will really end up in McDonald's, eh? Hey? <laughs> Eckhart, Tolle, Eckhart Tolle landed me straight in McDonald's. I was at the fryer. Because, yeah, because I just mis- un- I interpreted his language completely differently. And like that sent me in spiraling. Which is amazing because Eckhart Tolle stopped me from losing my goddamn <laughs> mind when I was studying architecture. Right. Don't finish me. What were you about I want to wanna add to what you're saying because the space that um, Yak is coming from is one I completely 100% believe in. Because okay? mm. we've also had the pleasure of growing up together mm. and reading the same stuff. Um, and so what I find challenging is always marrying what you're saying mm. with earthly... What's happening on the ground. What's happening world. on the ground, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and so I do look for the joy in what I'm doing. But I've come to learn that sometimes the joy is just missing in getting that order done, mm. right? Um, but I think essentially... Yeah, I think the question is how to marry that so we're closer to 
you know, always operating from that place, or majority mm. operating from a place of joy, and you literally are feeling good, and you only do it because it feels good, not just because you're doing it because I have a deadline, or you're doing it because I don't know. Am I making sense? Like you are right, marrying the spiritual mm. with the with what's happening on earth. Maybe if I could then give an example of like of my work now, the only pain point for my the work I do now, my voiceovers, is I'm not getting paid my worth. So now I know what I need to do mm. is I need to go and okay, do you know what I mean? So that's why and voiceover comes to it's I, I am in my flow when I'm doing it, but the only struggle is because I haven't honored honored my self worth and what I know I should be charging. So for me, so once I do that, then I'm in flow again, and it isn't difficult to do. Yeah, I have to drive somewhere, but to, again, in my own language, okay. driving in the hot sun to get to studio to get right. you know ten grand is not diff- like it's mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. Okay, so the discomfort points to a practical step, the next logical step, right. which puts you back into flow. Correct. Right. When there is, yes, that, that, thank you. Right. That's exactly it. When there's discomfort, I am out of alignment with right. why this yeah. is. Yes. Right. And can I just add to that? Because yeah. now the pin just dropped for me. Right. Um, my discomfort points in my journey and the business mm. is when I'm feeling overwhelmed because there isn't enough of us doing it. Mm-hmm. So like you said, I know I need to do X, Y, Z mm-hmm. to fix that. So if I just, you know, get to a stage when I can employ more people, mm. then the stress is a bit less. My so, only issue is that that gap is humongous. Between like not if, employing and employing. Between, between zero, yeah. That you know. is, but but it's also, I don't know, but, it is a reality yeah. of the business that comes yeah. with it. I see, I see. Right? Yeah. So when you're starting off a business, you're doing everything, everything on your own. Like you're cooking, you're labeling, you're doing it all. Um, so I guess it's pushing past that and working towards getting the extra Correct. hands and, and knowing that you need to do that so that you're not in a place of pain. Correct, mm. I see, I understand now. And I think to underpin all this, I do just feel like making money is a a massive distraction from what we could and should be doing with ourselves. So it is a necessary um, distraction and irritation and massive inconvenience. Um, And for me, it is a, it is an uncomfortable, unfun act that I'm trying to make as fun and mm. as worthwhile as possible. Right. Because I have okay. to do it. Let right. me see how to make it work for me. Right. And right. for me, that's really how I approach it. And I think that's just important to mention because I just feel like there are a lot of people who don't have the same spiritual inclinations as us and who are, for all intents and purposes, um, for capitalism, very mediocre. Mm. Very mediocre. Mm. Um, or... The few mm. things they have to offer. And so if somebody who is at job X, that is a menial job, is wanting to be a millionaire, but also doesn't have the means, doesn't have the privilege, doesn't have the will, the pain comes from that dissonance, from wanting mm. something that is very clearly not within range. And I feel like a lot of these questions that came, or, or responses that came in, some of the answers are you can do it and just like be innovative, be resourceful, think outside the box and you'll make a plan. And others are... Life might just pan out like this for you because you don't have the drive or the resources. And that's a lot of people. Does that mean that some people are just doomed? Um, There are many of us whose desires do not match up with our capacity for them. There are rules around money and there are laws around how money works. And it's very easy to look and see where it's going to work and where it's not going to work. If you're telling me you have three kids right now, you live under the breadline, you don't have a support system, but you want to be a millionaire from just that projection and you don't have tools or resources or interest Mm, not that you're doomed but there's a gap in your expectations and for me managing my expectations um i can want to be a millionaire but for the shorter term goal understanding the steps that just need to be in place because of how money works right that just makes it less painful so i don't think anyone's doomed as much as they're just different realities and capitalism has it anyway that we can't all be millionaires. Right. And that's not what we all want to be fair. Right. Anyway. Fair. So it's not dooming. It's just that I just think some of our expectations of what we can become really far outstrip what we're able to do because of drive and because of like resources. I think, uh, I love that. I really, really can appreciate what you're saying about that. I love the whole, do you mean we're doomed? <laughs> I also think that's pretty cool hmm. because and you're absolutely right. Um, there, you know, I believe in the universe. I believe in, I believe in God as well. And I've heard the saying that is, uh, you know, God will give you what you're ready for. And sometimes you want a certain thing, but you're not ready to receive it. 
and in your state you're like where is this whatever where are the millions where are the millions mm -hmm. but you haven't done the work that comes with receiving the millions and i think like you said the law money has laws and money is energy money will flow where it is wanted mm -hmm. right money will go mm -hmm. to where it sees itself And I was listening to a podcast with, uh, it was Michael Beckworth with Oprah, and he was talking about how it's not really the law of attraction, is you radiate something internally that then pulls what you're radiating closer to you. So if you're sitting there and you're going, I want to be a millionaire, mm -hmm. but you're thinking, feeling, I'm broke, this is hard, this is not going to work, I can't do this, you are repelling what you want. You're also repelling the ideas that you may get along the way that will help you, There you go. Okay. to create the money. So is the will enough or inspired action needs to happen too? I think it's a combination of both. I think you have to prepare yourself internally for what you're looking for. Okay. Because otherwise you're repelling what you're asking for. Because remember, the universe listens to, um, is it emotions or feelings? Is it the same thing? Emotions. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Emotions, feelings, right? So mm -hmm. if you're projecting that... I want to be rich, but at the same time, you're saying, I have no idea how I'm going to do this, or this is so hard, or I'm always broke. You're giving out conflicting messages. Mm -hmm. So there isn't even a space for you to, to get a moment of enlightenment when an idea comes across. You know what I mean? Because money also flows like that. It's not going to come to you directly, but it may come to you as a form of an idea. Mm -hmm. Or you're driving on the road, you see something, something clicks, you go, why don't I try this inspired thought? Mm. Okay. You get Which, what I'm saying? And then inspired action follows. And 100%, because you, you, I do think, yes, yes, 100%, because it inspires you to do the next step that will allow for the next step, and then allow for the next step. So they, a lot of people, I think, they don't want to do the next step work. Like you need to say. say that. You need to say that louder because people, some people listening will say, but I want money. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I want money, bitch. I wa I've been wanting money. And that, uh, the inspired action and the practicality of doing really needs to be, un this right. really needs to be underlined. Yeah. Because that's how people completely discredit yeah. this, this the kind of stuff. Yeah. The Yeah. The thing is, I mean, I think it's also quite obvious in the physical universe <laughs> It's obvious that you have, that to, you do. have to do the work. It, it wasn't so obvious to me, eh? I'm not even joking. It wasn't obvious to me. My Pisces answer was not obvious that I had to do. Like, well, from the, but Nyaki, from the language of spirituality, I really thought if I just will it, right. if I get on the same vibration, right. I'll wake up and a leprechaun will have planted it under right. my pillow. This right. is the thing. And I do, and I do see there's that massive gap that is in a lot of um, self-help manifestation right. things where it does just stop at the like, how big is your want for it? And your will for it right. um and when i when i did then stumble upon teachers that talked about um inspired action right like but and the difference between doing 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 and inspired action mm. um which also undemonized um doing nothing or or pausing or laziness or taking a break or taking it slow mm. which was really really good for me to know that you know without inspired action sometimes ac action frantic action without inspired action can really just go as nowhere mm. or more nowhere than doing nothing and chilling okay. for the, but, but you, you know, again, it really all has to be internalized. So I think you needed to go through the journey of <laughs> Eckhart Tolle, right. um, of, you know, f f going through all of those things and realizing ah, 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 I've got to put yeah. in the work mm. otherwise nothing's going to come yeah. so that it can come full circle for you. But everything you're saying is, Is, act, is everything that I understand mm. of how the law, the law of attraction are the laws of the universe work. Right. Um, it's none, it's not just the Buddhist monk sitting in, on the top of the mountain. Who's going to bring the millions to him? Right. Like it, it, it all, you know, you have to come down the mountain, do things. So what's so. inspired? Can you define inspired mm. action? What does that look like? For me, it's knowing in my gut, this is the next thing to do, even if it's the smallest step. Okay. So at the moment for my sewing, for example, may, say maybe in five years or in 10 years, I'm going to be at Fashion Week, New York or the streets of Milan with all my, but today the inspired action is, let, let me try and sew three times a week. Because mm. okay. mm. it feels good. There are no right. barriers to, but when I think, honey, you've got to 
you're going to work now towards um, being um, an international fashion designer. I might, me, Nyakwezi, might feel too intimidated and not do anything. So inspired action is the thing that that sparks, it sparks joy. It it, it feels good. It it makes sense. This is the next thing to do. Mm. So, you know, Mm. even in your business. But actually, like, you know, I'm actually just going to employ that one person. Like, I I could employ three, but I feel like it's going to be a stretch. So I'm going to employ one. Like, and to me, that's what, what feels good is inspired action. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So what's the next step for something you're monetizing? So as yeah. a voice of artist, yeah. for you now, what is the next step in terms of inspired action? Inspired action would be when I think about, so say maybe six months ago when I thought about finding an agent, it was all very daunting and I didn't mm. know how to go about it. Um, I didn't know how to choose one. Now there is no other option. Like okay. now I absolutely, I cannot mm. continue. Like I just cannot see another month go by without me having done it. It feels, okay. it, it, it's boiling point for me. So right. I, I mean, so, so I'm not excited. So I'm glad you asked that. So I'm not like, oh yeah, oh, blah, 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 blah. but I just know it can't, I cannot right. carry on with existence without this. Right. Like, I will not live another month you know of churning in five dollars until i've made you know the whatever it is that i need and i love that and we have finite time mm-hmm. right uh and so i was saying to nyak that she you need to let go of the the smaller jobs the smaller money that require the same amount of time sometimes or even like way mm-hmm. more time mm-hmm. so you can make space for the bigger jobs the bigger money because yes right now it feels like yes i get to make five dollars now i get to make ten dollars now but you could have used that time right to 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 either go for the bigger jobs or to talk to the agent or to do whatever it is because sometimes we keep ourselves busy we're busy we're mm-hmm. working but what are you busy with Busyness and progress. And progress. Right. Exactly. Is it taking you to the next step? Is it taking... Because, you know, Nyakwezi is ready. She, she's international standards. Her CV is phenomenal. She is ready. She's been ready. But she's been giving space to the little jobs as well as the big jobs. Mm. Okay. And I think you've, you have answered this, but how, does, how do people action that currently? If they're in a job now or working and they want to move to the next thing that they know to be true... How do you start to do that? How do you how do you let go of money? Like what? That sounds like an oxymoron. Like how do you let go? How do you say I'm gonna let go of the small monies mm-hmm. to make way for the big ones or small opportunities to make way for the big ones? Yeah. Which is exactly what I asked Bonola when she gave me that advice. And then I said to her that it has to be calculated. <laughs> it has to be calculated. Mm. So I'm not Capricorn. I'm not She's yes. a Cap- yeah, money bitch. Like you can't you I'm not saying just drop everything you're doing. That's quite irresponsible, actually. Mm. What I'm saying is that you have an array of projects or jobs, whatever it is. But if you keep saying yes to everything that's coming to you, even the ones that don't feel good, you're never going to have space for other things, Mm. right? So you need to discern and start deciding that what looks shiny and great right now actually isn't. So practically, if let's say you have 10 jobs a day and um, let's say five are hundred dollar jobs and five or five dollar jobs let go say no to two of those jobs say no to two of those jobs Mm. so that you can have more time to complete the other ones and you can look for high-flying jobs yeah or projects or or you know what i'm saying but you need to be willing to lose to gain because i think we'll also operate from a place of fear yeah we don't want to let go yes lack fear and oh my god what if i can't pay my rent so i'm not saying drop everything but make the transition. And that means you need to let go of some stuff slowly, carefully, calculated. And just to to add to that, you did say um, just because everything's shiny and great doesn't mean it is. I would, I would for myself, change that mm. to, um, slightly because the $5 jobs or the small jobs don't look shiny. Exactly. Ah. The ones you're supposed to drop. Exactly. Ah. That's okay. how you know. Because right. it's horrible. Okay. It's, yeah. right? it's heart wrenching, gut wrenching. Right. You feel like you're yes. betraying yourself right. every time. I love that. Right. So, yeah. Right. So and so th- then. Thank you for that. That's how I would then um, transition that into a person that's in um, employment at the moment. Mm. Um, is to know, I guess, what what their time is to know where they want to be, then to start brainstorming what are safe steps they can take now. Would it be further education? Mm. Would it be um, socially linking to someone um, that that is in the field that they want to transition to? Um, but but then going back to the slowly, slowly edging out, 
Um, I know that in employment, sometimes it's you either have the job or you don't. Right. So it's going to be a period of transition. And this is the advice I got after leaving my job. <laughs> um, a period of transition where you are doing two jobs, two or three right. you know, at right. the same time. You've got your day job and you've got your side hustle and you build that to a point plus your savings right. where you can leave your job and be comfortable for you decide how many months and then, and then and then you take the plunge. Right. I actually want to add to that mm. because you were actually pushed into the space you're in because mm. your contract came to an end. Mm-hmm. But because you had been researching in advance, mm. you had been saying, how can I make extra money? How can I do one, two, three, four? Mm. When your contract came to an end, you had something that you could do and unpack yeah. and explore, mm. which is really, really exciting. Um, I can attain to that because I was um, I was employed. I was doing my part-time job, mm. my freelancing, and I was also studying. Remember, mm. there's a time I was doing all three. Yeah. Wow. And for us, for me to decide to quit my job, the freelancing job had got to a point where Nyak and I had a great contract that we calculated. Remember, we spoke about it for mm. days and days and weeks, and we calculated that, okay, actually, we are able to do this full-time right now. So, Bunala, yeah. quit your job because mm. we've put in some of the seeds. We're yeah. getting in some work um, and you will be taken care of or, yeah. you know, we'll make it work. Remember that. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't just get up and go. Mm. There were certain steps that were taken by the time I left. Then... Do you see how the universe favors? For Bunola, it was like, no, no, Bunola, we'll set up a plan. <laughs> For me, it was like, contract. <laughs> contract. Contract. What actually happened, Yak? Was everyone retrenched? <laughs> or... Why? Okay. First of all, I have painted a picture for the folks in the stratosphere <laughs> that don't need to know that I was the only person that got retrenched from the office. I'm so dead. They did call me back two months later and I was like, up your ziggy though. Felicia Isn't that wild? Do you think the whole office is closed down and you go back to collect your stuff it and wasn't... everyone's working? Yeah. Everyone oh, yeah. was, I, I laughed. Because they were, oh no, we don't have money, we can't renew contracts. Okay, I'll return the key. And then, uh, what, why, and why do you think you didn't, um, as like a side note, why didn't you internalize that? Because I knew that I was supposed to have left. Because I, I was never in the right path for myself. Right. So then when this opportunity came along to start doing voiceovers, and I saw that it started working, I was making $200 a month, right. you know, for those first two months, 200 and then mid-250. Oh, and I saw that it was gaining traction, and I had tasted that sweet, sweet free time. I thought, if I can just grow this, right. and, you know, have my time for my own, I mean... What do you mean people can't go to the bank at 11.30 a.m. Right. on Wednesday? Like, so once I tasted I thought, I'm not going to go back into a trap doing a job that isn't even my passion. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even study anything that I... Yeah. So mm. it was very okay. clear. And I thought, I'm going to try this because I know that if it doesn't work, I'll just go back and get another, you know, secretarial mm. type job or okay. whatever. What about you, Mukundra? Because mm. you, you ain't not a nine to five. What about what? What happened to you? Like, why? Why? How, how did you, you transition? Yeah. And why have you stayed? And oh. like, what are you doing? So I was, um, I did a whole bunch of stuff. But when I came to Johannesburg, I got into um, recruitment, made a whole bunch of commission that was supposed to be paid out within three months of me making it. I was going to have about 40,000 rand in savings. And then I transitioned into going back into media. Um, the boss scammed us, took all the money. So I didn't have that landing pad. And I got a job in production and producing and I started doing voiceovers on Fiverr. And the the idea was to do voiceovers as a side income and be a producer. But I figured out I I had bought into the imagery of what a producer was and into the fantasy of what I wanted and taken the long route round. I've always wanted to be um, the talent. I've always wanted to be center stage at what I do, but that always felt hard. And so I thought, well, let me just always be the supporting role so I can orbit around someone else's star because at least I get some of the brightness. Wow. And that's been a real pinching point for me is mm. like when I was an when I um, wanted to be an actor's agent, I actually wanted to be an actor. Mm. But I thought I could never, I could never. So let me just right. be the agent. Let me get some of the shine. And so this idea of denying your true desires right. and then going the long way about right. it really um, has been like ending me up at McDonald's for a while. And now I really do separate who I, what I do for money to, uh, against what I do. Correct. You what I do. For, yeah, I do. Because what I do for money is something I'm forced to do because I'm on earth and that's like what we're doing at the moment. And right. that's cool. Um, so what I do for money is voiceovers and more. But what I do is I really want to facilitate conversations and discuss my thoughts and ideas because I think they 
transform my own life and right. liberate me and I see it doing so for other people mm. and so I'm trying to support that work with the money making work mm. and so that's how I transitioned um, voiceovers is, it's not passionate it's just a skill I have in that I have a nice voice and people have told me that and I can take direction and I'm okay being consistent and so that's kind of I in my opinion all you need and so that's how I got here. Um, to wrap up that section, Bonolo, you ended on a really great note about the practicalities, calculated risks. So to summarize, whether self-help and the spirituality woo-woo stuff is scammy, it's as scammy as you were a dumb bitch. If you... 100%. It is that simple. The correlation, is it scammy? It's how, however high, <laughs> however potent or not your dumb bitchery is. Correct. Dumb is, is how scammy I it is. I like that word. So, so that's the end of that that's that on that so i think it would be good to talk about time as a freelancer or just time as a working person mm. i am struggling with realism with how i thought i'd make the money i need within six months of doing voiceovers it's month nine and it's nowhere near that at all i'm very ambitious and i'm very positive and sometimes that positivity, delusion and positivity aren't the same thing. And so I struggle with that. Right. And how that intersects with my, my faith. Like, surely if I'm spiritual, if I want it in six months and I work at it and I want it, it should come. Like, right. work and want should equal what I want. Right. But it doesn't. And that's been a really weird thing to come to terms with. Mm. Um, it's really weird. Like, I'm working, so why isn't it coming? Like, right. I want to work. Mm. You know, I'm not, I'm not asking for it for free. And it's, yeah, it's not. This is not how that pans out. And that's weird. And I think a lot of my friends, one of my friends applied for a hundred and like five jobs and got two interviews. Um, and they've just gotten a job now. Like, can we see where people are getting like demoralized? How do you apply? How do you put in that effort and get that little out? Um, especially when school, which we were in for 13 years, told us if you work hard and at least you have like drive or skill, right. it equals something. Oh, yeah, the system definitely doesn't speak to each other. School no. is not the real world no. at all. No. Mm -hmm. At all. And we're raised to be employees. School raises us to be employees, to work for somebody else. The path that we have all taken sitting here is to work for ourselves. Mm. So you're not given those skills. Even mm. um, financial literacy. Please tell me which class you guys attended in school that taught oh, financial literacy. It was that time yeah. in um, on Mars when yeah. I did an internship. In Never Ever Time, right? Yeah. Right? So we're now we're adults. We have to figure out money. We have to figure out how to save. We have to figure out um, how money works and flows. We're not taught these things. Mm. We're literally teaching ourselves as we go along the way. So I don't blame you for sitting here and going, I thought in six months' time, I'll be at this place, mm. right? Because you haven't been taught that it works differently or sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I know. You know what I mean? Meritocracy, which is, it's a hard pill to swallow that I'm good enough because I have the skill and the work ethic. It does not equal yeah. necessarily anything. It doesn't. Yeah. And um, normally when, when um, you know, um, business owners have to like, you know, submit a business plan and you have to put down your projections, they call it the hockey stick where you think, oh my goodness, I'm going to start at the bottom and in a year's time, my income's going to look like that. Mm. And when you go to... Uh, like a hockey stick, a Nike like a, stick. Like a Nike stick. But okay. when you go, apparently when you go to like financiers or VCs, they divide that shit by three. Because they're like, you thinking you're going to turn over a million? Realistically, we've been around long enough to know that that's mm. probably going to be yeah. 333,000 or whatever that looks like. But tell like. me, Bonola, what does that where does that leave us in terms of should we believe in ourselves and how much? Like, should people... This person applied for 105 jobs. Like, should we really believe in ourselves? Should we actually work hard? What is the take home here? Because there's no correlation with any of this stuff. I think uh, one of the biggest lessons I've learned in 2019 is the ability to pivot. So you need to... What is pivoting? Pivoting means I'm going in a certain direction. This is not working out. Let me try something else. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we go down a certain road and we fight for that road. But it's mm. just not working out. Mm. So your friend needs to ask themselves, what is possible on this planet? What else can I try? What else can I do that will allow me to start earning an income while I'm trying to get that job that I'm looking for? Because sometimes you hold on too long to our detriment. Mm -hmm. Um. E 
I kind of like I agree for the most part like I also feel oh no no, no. I guess I agree for the most part but mm-hmm. I feel like with um Mukundu especially with what you've been sharing now like it's it's dawned on me that um it's like you kept you kept saying you believed right and mm. it's this belief system and like why wasn't it right almost right mm. um and which kind of marries in with what Bonolo's saying about pivoting like so being able to adjust that as you go along and find what works for you and then just work it and be flexible enough to change as that goes along. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's very important to maintain a healthy level of magical realism right. as well as what happens on the ground because the magical realism keeps me happy. And also I know that there are so many good things in my life that I could have never planned mm-hmm. or worked hard for. And I just want to leave room for that because what more could they be? Will a million bucks fall in my lap? I don't, you know, or mm. or will I, will I get a pony without having to to go and look? Who knows? But mm. so those are extreme examples. But in line with what I want for myself, um, if I know for me, if I overwork things, I get caught up in the workings of them, and then I reduce the wonder of how does a star even exist down to what I can hold in my brain, right. which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. So. Having said all of that, like, I really do think everyone needs to find what works for them. There's a, there's a saying that um, if you um, da, 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 if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, that's called insanity. Right. Right. Um, but then practice makes perfect. Then practice you know what I mean? Pers- I- it, there's so many. I don't know. Um, it's because, and I'm sorry to cut you up, but um, it's because those people found what worked for them and right. worked it. Then they distilled it and that's what they said. Right. So for them, they found, so that's why you and I are a bit different in that, like you find very practical things very quickly and right. follow those things and you see results. Right. I have to find like a piece within and mm. then I can act out of it. So w- my business turned around when I believed. I didn't right. do anything different from Monday to Tuesday. Right. I just believed I was worth it when you came and you're like, fuck bitch, like the sky's the limit. I was like, oh. oh. Then all these jobs just came in. I right. didn't market for them. I didn't change. So right. in my life, in my frame of work, I know how I need to navigate. Right. But yours is different. And that's fine. Right. If it's working for you and it makes you feel good. I like that. So we need to know our spiritual and practical inclinations and for range. Sure. For sure. Right. And range. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of this seems contradictory. Like on one side we're saying... 100%. No. Yeah. I think a lot of this is. But I think it's so much about... Um, I think me and Bonolo were talking about this earlier that end of the day... We all need to find a framework that gives us comfort. Mm. If believing that effort equals results gives you comfort, you mm. need to invest in that. Right. If you believe that it is a God that gives you, um, that rewards you Literally. when you're ready, you need to invest in that. Right. Whatever, and I call them delusions, all of it. Mm. Whatever delusion mm-hmm. uh, gives us comfort, that, that is you. important and that mm-hmm. is the truth. Right. And you need to throw yourself into that. Right. Pussy first, yeah. clit first, and just <laughs> invest and like Correct. follow. Correct. Because, then, because I think that investment Mm. And like self really does pay off. It absolutely because does. it feeds into the narrative you believe. Mm. If you believe you're being punished, um, then you will be. And but that feeds into the narrative that mm. somehow serves you. If yeah. you believe you're being, you know, rewarded, then it, you will be, and yeah. it feeds into the narrative right. that serves you. Yeah. And that's fine. I I love that you said delusion. Yeah. I mean, if I could offer advice, it would be to accept that everything's a delusion. Choose yours. I feel yeah. like <laughs> choose yours and choose fucking your move with intention, bitch. <laughs> like you know, throw that's the pussy it. at it. Honestly, that's it. That's right? it. 100%. Then you can own it. And then I feel like, and then if I want to change, like, I don't know nobody, nothing. Exactly. It was a delusion anyway. Like, exactly. I don't fucking change. Exactly. Leave me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's re- I love it. I love uh, it. Also, just to add to that, um, I think a lot of us um, suffer from the imposter syndrome because mm. we sometimes just don't think we're good enough. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's also got to do with the person inside. But do you think sometimes we're just not? Sometimes or not. Like, sometimes no, you no, bitch no, you really no, just no, aren't good no, enough. No, but those that. people that aren't good enough tend to think they, <laughs> they are. They are, exactly. They aren't suffering from imposter syndrome. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. It actually does never no, benefit anyone. No, they are <laughs> just like, I'm the shit, I'm the queen, and let's go. Yeah. That's right? How, that's how white boys have ruled the world. <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly. true. They never feel like a, a whole country where we don't look like you, and you're like, no, 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 no. I belong here. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm African. I belong. We'll make all the adverts on the roads <laughs> like me. That's actually crazy. So I love what you said about once. Um, when you said once I started feeling and believing 
Mm. that I, I'm worth more and I could make more. Then I started inviting more. Do you see the circle in the conversation we're mm. having? You were radiating that mm. I actually am worth Look more. And then you Look pulled into your aura the more. Mm. And then inspired action, I'm and sure. And then Nikki. inspired action. I'm sure you started working smarter, harder. <laughs> no? I'm not even lying. It wasn't, it wasn't, co- it, like I didn't work as hard as how much more I made. I'm okay. not even going to lie. Right. But, but then I was encouraged. And then yeah. I started going, hey, maybe I should apply to the SABC. Right. Yeah. And you ended up on an entire show. I mean, okay. like it's amazing. And then, so I think it goes back to your personal compass and your mm. core and how are you feeling and how are you thinking about something okay, okay. that I think will determine a lot of the external factors that yeah. you need to navigate so essentially you can't do a single thing we've talked about if you don't know yourself yeah correct okay and understand that the journey there's mm. going to be times when it's hard but that doesn't mean it's bad mm-hmm. hardness does not mean bad mm-hmm. sometimes it means you're just you, you're maybe God talks to you in whispers so it's mm-hmm. like oh hey hey, turn maybe go left <laughs> yeah. and if you don't listen to that then you're going to keep bumping into a wall and then eventually you're going to be like there's a wall in front of me let me turn left okay so yeah. the universe God what you believe in like whispers and like talks and talks shouts talks to you and exactly then... and says you know and, but you need to be listening if you're not listening you're not going to hear it yeah and I think we should follow those cues like so at my work um, I was, I should have left six months before I did. And what happened first? First, it was just an absolutely insane environment. It was wild. People were fired for eating sausage rolls what? on like, yeah, training platters. They weren't meant to. I used to wait for Mukunda to come home every day. With you know, like, like a kid yeah, yeah, waiting yeah. for their parents. <laughs> with an actual story. There was, there was a b- beautiful, brilliant, wild, wacky, outlandish story every day. And it was so juicy. Yeah. I loved it. So it was first, it was a ridiculous environment. Then I didn't like recruiting. Then... Stuff like then they wanted to cut our salaries in half. Then we got retrenched, but then we got saved again. And then we got retrenched for real. And then I eventually quit. But by the, by the time I quit, they'd stolen my money. So it was like there were so many whispers and echoes about you need to actually leave. Right. And then I was pushed out um, uncomfortably, but I was, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I just think we should also follow like... If you're asking yourself, hmm, are these 50 things that are going right or going wrong a sign? Like, maybe right. they are. Maybe if your world really is right. crumbling around you, right. maybe there's, a, you know, a sign in there. Maybe. Right. Yeah. And I love the pushed out thing because I was in a toxic relationship and I needed to, to be pushed out of it to leave it. Mm. I needed to be pushed to the edge to be like, okay. Mm. And I think it's progressive i've also i know we're saying so many contradicting things but i've also heard the whole that he's god starts with a whisper Mm -hmm. and then he says a little bit louder like you know turn left Mm -hmm. and then if you're not listening to that he goes i said turn left and then the next thing he goes he screams at you turn left and by the time you know that big scream happens that's when the 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 the, when you're being pushed out Mm -hmm. so you're eased into it but if you don't listen he's not gonna stop looking out the universe is not gonna stop trying to help you so you can achieve your dreams. But if you don't listen consistently, you get to that pain point yeah. and some decisions have to be made. And what that looks like, if you're not at all spiritually inclined, that looks like um, there's actually just like a bit of benevolence. Like you tend to experience a lot of luck. If you feel generally lucky when you're doing something, when things align, when you have favor, that can signal often that you're in a good place. Right. And when things just tend to be going wrong, when like just the small inconveniences that always happen, mm. when you feel unlucky, when things aren't in line for you often that can be the sign to mm-hmm. look for if you if you yeah, don't use the same language we do and and what i found really helps is i test the system Ooh. when i yeah so if i i remember when we were doing our intuition experiments um i wouldn't listen to my intuition shit would happen i'd be like mm. Mm. then i would listen and then shit would happen i'd be like hmm yeah. and and just just uh, that's like uh, being able to identify mm. oh that that wasn't just me the difference between the voice that like overthinks and maybe right. the voice that kind of that has knowing attached to it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's and actually that, very powerful. It's a really powerful that's one. That's very powerful. So that, those stress tests, how you do that is you, you have to first identify what your intuition feels like. Mm. If it's a voice or like something in your belly or a feeling. Mm. And once you understand that, then you can test it out. Mm. You can do the A-B testing. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so Anything, much. Anything, a slight word of motivation for people who are struggling right now? As entrepreneurs. As anyone. Money, like career. that as anyone. Mm. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, it's it's life, right? Like, mm. <laughs> I think I think okay for me the biggest takeaway in 2019, and I'm saying this for the second time because it was a really big aha moment that if you're going a certain direction and it's just not working out, have the courage to pause and pivot. Mm. Whether that means internal work and say what can I do differently? Uh, can I meditate? Can I try this? Can I pray? Whatever that looks like, or mm. my business, or you know, because there is no one way to pivot. But have the courage to go. Hang on. Can this be done differently? Can I change this? Should I stop doing this? Should I invite something else? So that's the biggest lesson I'd like to share with everyone. Um, the courage to change direction if it's not working. I love Lovely. it. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and thank you. you all for listening. Yes. It's been fun as usual. Bonolo has to catch a flight. So we're going to end. We got a plane to catch. Flying out of here. Literally. Bonolo's going to go scout ooh, ooh. my Norwegian king ooh, ooh. in a few weeks. Yes. yes. I'm just going to be out there. Like, I'm to interviews because I also have background recruitment. So I shall interview. <laughs> Please interview them. Norwegian Six king. foot at least okay. and blonde. Let's just go blonde. Let's go okay. all the way. All the way? Yeah. Let's yeah. go. No go. naturalized. I need yeah. them proper like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was such a great conversation. Yeah. Bonolo, thank yes. you so much. Yes. So fun to be part of this. Yes. I must come back. No, you yeah. will. Oh, you will. <laughs> um, we've got all of Bonola's yeah. details and her products yeah. in the description. Um, please let us know what you think of this episode. What don't you agree with? What do you? What was confusing? We will feed that back to well, all three of us mm. um, and hopefully address that in a future episode. Mm. Should we sing goodbye? Okay, you oh guys want to sing goodbye? Okay, <laughs> sing, sing so long. I don't, know so, the, I don't know all the oh. words. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Mumble through it. So, we'll end off with a song from our sponsors. (laughs) (laughs) So long, farewell, I'll be to say goodbye. They're best friends, they failed to mention that. That's why they're I don't know this bitch. I've never met her before in my life. I don't know this emotion. 